If you are a product shop owner or a creative entrepreneur at all, we have to tell you about the newest app we are absolutely obsessed with. It's called Pixel Cut, a magical app for background removal on your photos that is literally so easy to use. Yes, all you have to do is upload a photo, literally any photo, swipe a bar, and Pixel Cut instantly takes away the background of any image. It is insane. And then you can choose what background or background color that you want and Obviously, Pixel Cut doesn't leave you hanging because you can upload your brand's color codes to the app as well so you can have on-brand graphics using any photo in the blink of an eye. It is literally insane. Go download and try out Pixel Cut for yourself today on your app store. Today's talk is with one of our favorite gals around, Angie Lee. Now, we've had Ange on the show before on episode 93 to chat about how authenticity is your superpower, and you guys loved that episode— double and and she is one of our main stage speakers for the heart conference coming up so so soon and she's back today for a conversational girl chat about in-person events and getting over the fear to just go after your dreams now, if you don't already know, Angie is a highly sought-after marketing mentor, motivational speaker, professional podcaster, serial entrepreneur, and author of Ready is a Lie. She's the co-founder of Soul CBD, creator of the number one female personal development business event in the United States, Pays to be Brave, and host of the Forbes Top 100 Business Podcasts, The Angie Lee Show. Angie's genius is just teaching women how to make friends with fear and make money doing what they love in a motivational, fun, and approachable way. So today's conversation, we covered the nitty gritty behind the scenes look at hosting in-person events from meetups to workshops to conferences. And Angie shares her experience in hosting honestly all levels and sizes of events, what some of the biggest misconceptions are around them and what to keep in mind if you're ever considering hosting one someday. And then, you know, Angie even gave us some very good advice and insight for our upcoming conference in April in Nashville, the Heart Conference, you might've heard of it, (laughs) which was so, so cool and helpful. And then we ended the episode talking about the mindset of waiting until you feel ready and how that's actually one of the biggest lies that we can believe as humans and entrepreneurs. The whole conversation was legit just fire and a kick in the pants in every single way. And it's just probably one that you need to hear today. Plus, um, there's like a like a deep dive, like Angie, Evie and I, and just like this, you know, when we're all together, this podcast is bound to get weird. Like we're all weird people, what's great. But you may or may not hear a lot of like laughter near the end. Uh, Angie is singing a song about butterflies, there's talk of me wearing a caterpillar costume and Evie baking bread. And I know that does not make sense at all. You'll understand when you get there. It's it's funny. It's a it's a hoot, but you know, that's what you can expect when us three get on the mic. <laughs> Anyways, let's get to the power and ridiculousness that is in this episode. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. Angie, welcome back. Like, welcome back to the show, girl. I'm so happy. I'm so grateful. I'm so excited. You guys are literally two of my favorite people. We just have so much fun together. So I'm ready. We do. (laughs) The feeling is mutual. You are one of our favorite people. You are just a gem and a half. Well, yes. I don't know where that came from, but a gem and a half, only a gem and a half, not two gems, only a, a gem and a half, and a, half. <laughs> a, full, a full two gallon gem. <laughs> oh my God. A two gallon gem. I don't, okay. I don't, <laughs> words don't make sense. Let's get okay, on. Okay. <laughs> let's move along. So it's, 
<laughs> Angie, you, this is actually your second time on the show. So you were on the Heart and Hustle podcast on episode 93, but you are also not only a good friend of ours, but also one of our main stage speakers in April. So we are so stoked to have you back. You're spunky, you're vivacious, you're freaking hilarious. So for anyone who maybe hasn't listened to episode 93, maybe doesn't know who Angie Lee is, do you want to just like give us a breakdown of who you are and who our listeners is about to connect with and hear from today. Yeah. You know what's funny? As a multi-passionate woman, I'm sure you guys echo this sentiment. It gets harder to explain who you are and what you do, but it's actually amazing because it's like, I love that I'm doing so many different things now. Mm -hmm. And it's funny, based on who I'm talking to or who I'm, you know, bump into in an elevator, I always say different things. Like if somebody doesn't know what social media is, I'm like, oh, I'm I'm in marketing. Yeah. (laughs) And they're always like, what do you do? Yeah. For me, it's interesting. You know, I I see myself as a content creator. Um, I see myself as an influencer, a founder, an entrepreneur. I think a lot of people know me also as a podcaster. I had a large event that I hosted for a while. So an event host. So for me, at my core though, I see myself as a creator. All of this started just by building community. And from that, I've been able to build physical product lines, which is Soul, our wellness line, do live events, create content, work with brands, start a podcast. So it's been interesting that all of it started with content creation. So for me, at my heart, when people ask me that, I'm like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm a content creator. I'm a community builder. But also with that comes entrepreneurship, uh, you know, the title of entrepreneur and founder as well. Mm-hmm. That's I so do good. Yeah, no, I love... I also relate to the multi-passionate thing of just like, how do I describe myself? But also like, depending <laughs> on who I'm talking to, you highlight one thing that applies yeah. kind of more to that sphere of life than the other. So I, that's relatable as heck. <laughs> Yeah, I'll answer photographer to anyone that I'm like, I don't want to go into everything and try to explain what I do. (laughs) So I'll just be like, oh, I'm a wedding photographer. (laughs) Even though that's like not even my full-time gig anymore. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, what's interesting is I put so much guilt on myself about this for a while. I was like, wow, I want to be able to have one title. Like I'm a carpenter or I'm a dentist or I'm a... And then I'm like, why, Angie? You're an Enneagram 7. You created this job because it's fun and because you get to express yourself and serve people in a multitude of ways. So own that you are many things. And there is a time and a place for a niche, but I also think there's a time and a place where you don't need one anymore and it's actually more beneficial to not. So that's Mm -hmm. the stage I'm in right now is exploring what it's like to love that I have many different random parts of my brand. Yeah, I love that. I mean, we're going to dive into different things on the show, but I just love what you just said because I think, I think, the principle is like, you're not there anymore in the sense of like when to multi-passionate people, I think it's really important to know like, okay, I have a bajillion things I want to do. Like, which one do I do? It is important. I think at the beginning to have a niche and then like expand out of that. And like, when you, when you're able to do that, I think you have more freedom versus like when they're versus like when someone's first starting like business and they have a bunch of different dreams, it's like, Oh, uh, I'm going to do all of them. And it's like, well, maybe like not. <laughs> yeah. So oh, trying to have, like, start with 10 one. babies at once. Yeah. You like start with one. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Okay. Let's dive into it. Cause like Evie said at the beginning, we are just like freaking pumped out of our minds to have you at the heart conference. You, like we said, are one of our favorite people, but specifically you're also the queen of hosting in-person events. You even mentioned it yourself. You hosted a huge female entrepreneurship conference called Pace to be Brave for a couple of years now. Like, right? Like, can you talk about that for a second? Oh, yeah. It, it's crazy to think about because the last one was about two and a half years ago. Well, about, yeah, two and a half, which feels like forever, but it also feels like yesterday. It's, it's been a crazy last two years, obviously. And it's funny because my very first events were not 
really events, I would say they were small meetups in Chicago. And mm-hmm. I was a yoga instructor. I was teaching, uh, new, I was teaching nutrition classes. I was a personal trainer and I really just wanted to bring women together. So I would invite my, my clients and my family and my friends to these meetups where I would talk about nutrition and wellness and empowerment. And then we do a workout. And at first it was like 10 people, if that, and then 12 and then 13. And it just kept growing. And I had no idea what I was doing. I remember my first event with a hundred women in Chicago. I was 24 years old. And I remember thinking like, I'm, I'm famous. I'm basically <laughs> Tony Robbins. Now I have a hundred <laughs> people here. Like who wants my signature, you know? And I was so proud of myself though. Honestly, I was more proud of the 24 year old me who was so hungry and so tenacious to get a hundred people in a room than what it felt like to have almost 3000 at an event. And I know that sounds weird, but there's something about that first time that you bring even 50 to hundred people together. That is a huge deal. It is a lot of work to get butts into seats and to get mm-hmm. people into a room. And I put flyers up, you guys, I literally put flyers up <laughs> at train stations. Like, Oh my God, who looks at flyers. Nobody. <laughs> That's iconic. Yeah. I was desperate. And I was like, you know what? How am I going to do this? Like, I have no idea how I want to do this, but God was telling me like, you got to bring women together. You got to create something fun. You love creating experiences for people. So I, I put flyers up and I literally in the snow in Chicago and you know, the Midwest, it's not fun in the cold. It's (laughs) the worst. I literally would walk around and like knock on the doors of juice bars and Lululemon. And I was like, Hey, so I'm 24. I'm basically broke. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm posting this event for women. Would you like to donate some product? And they were just like, okay, sure. You seem, you seem tenacious. We might as well just give you some stuff. Nice. (laughs) So, So long story short, I think a lot of people see the really pretty highlight reel of Pacey Brave on Instagram. And they're like, ooh, lights. And and you had a videographer and people dancing on stage and this massive AV team. And, and they see the, the glitz and the glam, but they don't see that. They don't see that the first few events and meetups, I was so broke that I literally would just do what I could with what I had. And I exchanged, I think, deep dish pizza with the guy who hosted who uh, owned one of the gyms so I could rent his space. Like I did whatever I could just to bring people together. And then slowly over time, obviously what was 100 people became 200 and then 500 and it just kept growing. And so I like to share that part of it because I think a lot of people see the the easy side of it or the they just see the glam of it. And it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to bring people together, but it's an energy unlike anything else. Yeah. It is like a high you've never experienced being able to see your community and hug them and meet them. And oh, there's part of me that misses it. There's part of yeah. me that does and part of me that doesn't because of the work and the the overhead that it it takes. But it's it's beautiful. It's awesome. Oh, I love it's the that. Best. <laughs> I love, Angie, that you just shared like, you know, like we've all probably heard this analogy at, at this point of like entrepreneurship. It's like an iceberg and we're only seeing, you know, the top 10% yeah. of the part that's sticking up and looks all nice and pretty, but there's so much underneath the surface that you're not seeing. Yeah. Um, and I love that you just kind of like showed us underneath the surface and are like, hey, I was walking around. I was trading deep dish pizza. I was, you know, knocking on doors. I was putting out flyers. And I love that, you know, yeah. perspective shift of, hey, it's not just, bam, I had 3,000 people in a room. It's, hey, I worked my butt off to get 100 people in there first. Mm. So I yeah. love that perspective. What do you think is maybe on like just in-person events, maybe specifically conferences, what do you think is like 
the biggest misconception you had about hosting like a larger event, like a conference? Ooh, this is so juicy. So my conception was that, and this is funny because similar to you guys, I love building community. Like that is my favorite thing to do is to answer my DMs, chat with my community. What do they want to hear? How can I help them? I'm obsessed with hanging out with them. Mm -hmm. But yet I was under this, I had this idea that they were going to attend because of the content. And yes, there is a level of that that is important. They are coming to learn. But to be honest, people are going to conferences because they're lonely. And all of us are, mm-hmm. right? All of us want community. Mm-hmm. All of us want friends that that are like-minded and also ambitious. So what I realized after hosting these events is... And this is after serving thousands of women who attended. There was probably only two people that were like, Oh, I remember slide two about you know marketing and sales. Everybody said, I met Sarah, who's now my best friend. Oh, me and Tina now are business partners. Or mm. me and Katie realized that we are going through the same, the same thing and the same struggles. You made me feel less alone. I just want to have fun. I just love your energy. Your energy reminded me to have fun again. It was things that were intangible. It was mm. things that you couldn't teach on a slide. It was just the feeling. And I hope this gives you guys encouragement for your event that you've already won. You've already won the minute they walk in because they love you guys and they love your passion and your energy and they love that you've brought all of these women together. And that Mm. in itself is the gift. And I wish I would have known that because I stressed out so much about the fonts on my slides and like these little (laughs) things that they don't remember at all. They literally just remember hugging the girl next to them and realizing that, oh, you're both afraid to start a business. Oh, Mm -hmm. you both have fears around this. I'm not alone. Because a lot of people don't have friends who are also in the same place. So that is the the biggest thing I learned. I'm literally getting goosebumps hearing you talk about that. (laughs) Because like, I mean, I mean, this is our first in-person like conference of this size. But like, I look back at everything that we've done with the heart. And obviously, I mean, we did not start in the same way that you did. We did intimate in-person photography workshops, but it's still like a smaller in-person event. And I think back to like, I mean, Evie, like everything that we've done and built, like still to this day, like my favorite things that we've done up till now. I mean, it might change once the conference is here, but like has been those intimate photography workshops. Cause Angie, you're right. There's something so powerful about seeing people in person, hugging them, feeling like the energy in the room. And then my favorite thing is like seeing girls that I know came to like our Seattle workshop years ago or Utah workshop years ago, like still getting out, like texting each other. They're like storying together and they'll tag the heart. And Mm -hmm. it's like, I don't know how to feel other than like a puddle of like the fact that like, I, I feel very similar. I know Evie does too, of just like how you want to bring people together. And like, I think entrepreneurship is, is so lonely and it's, it's something that people don't understand it unless they're in it. You know, yeah. like, it's not like if you're a nurse, you, you necessarily understand entrepreneurship or, or owning your own business in the same way. Not that being a nurse is bad, obviously, but like, it's a whole ball game. And I think it, especially if you're a solopreneur, like rocking it by yourself in your room, like with your computer, it can be so lonely and just isolating. And I, I love, love, love seeing people meet other people and like have relationships and friendships that light them on fire and, and make them be like, Oh wait, I can do this now. Like I, I was made to do this and I'm not alone in this. You feel me on that? (laughs) Yeah. It's crazy because again, I, I, I don't know why I overlooked this part. And still to this day, I'll get a DM probably once every two weeks. That's like, hey, Ange, I met Sarah at your event and we have a podcast together now where we started this together. We started a clothing line and it's literally because of your event that we felt the confidence to do it. And I'm like, 
that's crazy. It wasn't like, oh, the the sales tips that you taught or it was slide number seven on day two of the event. Like, like, yes, they're going to take notes. Yes, you're there to teach, but they can learn it that from your podcast, they can learn that from courses. But the one thing that you cannot get from those courses and from podcasts is being live in person with people and hugging people and seeing them and having these, these truthful conversations. And yeah, it's like, if all you guys remember is to bring your best happy selves, which you guys are of course going to do, and you're going to share that gift and that positive energy that you guys share. It's like, that is the gift. And Mm -hmm. I I wish I would have done that more. I realized that more because I put so much pressure on myself to make sure the fonts were perfect on the slides. <laughs> they don't even remember the fonts. <laughs> this, is, this is really encouraging because we're yeah. going to be preparing our slides in the next like couple of weeks. And it's just a good reminder of like, the fonts don't matter, girls. Yeah, like, <laughs> right, it doesn't matter. You know, at the end of the day, they're just going to be like, you know what? Those girls reminded me to have fun and to just go for it. And they gave me some awesome tips, but like they're going to remember the feeling and the experience, not yeah. as much as the education, they will, but uh, yeah, it, it's so hard. It's like a blend. I think, yeah. I think that's why a lot of people are coming though. They're coming to meet you in person and to, to be with the community. Yeah. yeah well, totally. and that I, makes sense. I think too, with in-person events, there's, you know, there is such power behind getting multiple like speakers in a room, like Angie, having you there, having, you know, Donald freaking Miller coming to the conference, like these people yeah. that our attendees are going to learn so much good stuff from and get so much from. That's um, incredible. But like you said, there's just like, we could have, you know, you come guest teach an episode on one of our courses or something like that, or, you know, whatever. There is just something in getting in the room and that it's like, um, like the catalyst. It's, it's the gasoline on that spark of entrepreneurship that you already have that, you know, all of the resources and tools and everything is great and it's necessary. And, you know, you need that, but sometimes you just truly need like a tank of gas dumped on your fire. That's going to create so much more momentum than even like sitting at home and going through several courses, which is there's, there's pros and cons to both, but I love Angie that you're just hitting on like, it's the gas to your fire that you need sometimes. Yeah. And and I love that it's literally, I love that you guys have the word heart in it because that was the other thing I learned is I thought that, oh, the reason that Susan isn't growing her business or her Instagram or XYZ is because of this marketing tip. And, and sometimes it is, but to be honest, you'd realize that business is never about business. Yeah. Business is about how we show up in the world, our courage and 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 how we interact with people. A lot of times people are going through things with their family life. So that affects their business and and their courage. And so you realize it's so much deeper. Like how we show up as entrepreneurs is mm. has a lot to do with how we're just showing up in our life outside of it. And I think that's why entrepreneurship is this huge mirror of who we are. And it's a, it's a, it's a pretty fast track. It's like, it's like um, it's like the ultimate self-awareness, right? It's the ultimate yeah. tool yeah, self-awareness. That's, so <laughs> that's what I learned too, because I'm like, oh, when I did Q and A at the end, a lot of the girls, their questions weren't on specific marketing things. They were like, hey. I'm going through this in my life right now. So what do I do if that's prohibiting me from showing up on social? Like these deeper things that I now have such deeper empathy for. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, wow, that's right. In the beginning, it, it can be really hard. And a lot of things can can be in your way. So let's talk about those things too. Let's talk about things that are deeper than just what filter to use on Instagram. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so it, it, was, it, was uh. a, it was an awakening, but it was awesome. It was so fun. I am enjoying this conversation so much. You're just, I, I love you in your heart. Okay, great. I, <laughs> I, w- I want to ask, uh, cause I, I've loved jiving on this, but what, this is more of a curious question. Mm-hmm. What was the hardest and easiest part about hosting 
your in-person event, like when you did. Oh, this is so juicy. And maybe that's like from like a a conference host to one to the other. I can't talk today, but you get it. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's the hardest part for my personality type. I'm an Enneagram 7. So for me, I love creating experiences, having fun, spreading joy. I don't thrive in the left brain structure supporter role. Like I don't want to put together the event. So I'm so grateful that I brought on an event planner. So that to me was the hardest part is one, trusting that somebody else can organize it and the financial investment of that, the the trust that was required for this woman to help me to bring this, this dream into fruition. And this idea I had in my head to have baby grandmas dancing on stage and like all these <laughs> crazy things. And she was like, uh, okay, this is going to be weird. I'm like, yeah, I want it to be weird. And so <laughs> I was like, how do I get this idea in my brain to actually be a thing? So if you're similar to me and you're listening to that, you need integrators, you need organizers. You can, especially, I mean, yeah, your first few events or meetups, obviously I didn't have an event planner. It wasn't until they got bigger, but get help as soon as you can, even if it's an intern or somebody who just is a little bit more left brain, like things have to be in spreadsheets. There's budgets, there's people you have to hire. Like it's it's a lot more than than the teaser reel that people see. Again, yeah. given the the non-sexy answer to a lot of this, it's it's a lot of work and planning and budgeting and all of that. So that part was probably the the biggest stress and also the the energy management. You know, this sounds a little cheesy, but hosting a few day experience like that, you are kind of like an athlete in a sense that you have to prepare for it. So I made sure that literally my endurance was really good for it and my energy and my health. And I was sleeping really well before. And I was making sure that I was in tip top shape emotionally and health wise in order to, again, this sounds so cheesy, but hold that much space for that many women and to to bring my best self. So it's exhausting. It is it is mm-hmm. very energy intensive. It is very energy rich. Um, but I love that, right? It felt so good. It felt like when you've just given your all and you have nothing left in you. But the 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 weeks after Paisley Brave, I was very tired. I hit burnout. It was I, I should have regulated the energy better. So that was the hardest part. Is like your cortisol and your adrenaline is going to be so high that the next week it's going to be like. Oh man, (laughs) it's like a high and then a dump, but you just got to know like, Hey, it's okay to be tired. You just put a lot of work in. So that was definitely the hardest part I would say is the energy management and then getting someone that you trust, who can really organize it all. And, and then the best parts of course are just, man, hugging your community and literally looking them in the eye and hearing people say like, Hey, your show literally changed my life or your one episode on this inspired me to to do this. And you're like, Whoa, this is so weird. Cause you, you forget that your words do matter and your story matters. And that that's the best part. So I love yeah. that. Okay, Angie, what would you say to... Because I know we're like this... A lot of this conversation is just kind of us talking about hosting events and hosting yeah. conferences and all of that. And I know our listeners are picking up on, you know, a decent chunk of just like insight and tips and behind the scenes glimpses at what it is actually involved. And I love that. But do you want to speak directly to our a listener right now who's potentially listening to this, who's like, I'm considering whether it's like a, a workshop or like a meetup, like where you started, or maybe even considering like a big conference, what would you say to that listener who hasn't hosted an in-person event, but is considering that that idea? Yeah. Be willing to start messy and take the pressure off yourself to make your first 
event or live experience the best thing that you've ever created. If you put the pressure on yourself to have your first event, whether it's six people from your mastermind or it's six people from your online community or it's 600 or it's 6,000. Well, I don't know whose first is 6,000, but (laughs) (laughs) if so, girl, you're crushing it. That's amazing. Um, But even six people is amazing, right? That's six heartbeats, six lives. that, That matters. Start small, start messy. Do not put the pressure on yourself to make your first event a Tony Robbins event. When, when mm-hmm. we compare our, ourselves, that's when it becomes exhausting. That's when we're not able to be confident and actually put ourselves out there. And, and I did that for a few of them. I was trying to be somebody I wasn't. And you have to be willing to have a day one. You have to be willing to have your first few events maybe not be the best. Like my first meetups, like I said, they were small and the DJ forgot to show up to one of them. So we didn't have music and then it was awkward. And like, oh, you, you have to be willing to be embarrassed. And I know you guys love this sentiment, but it's like, you have to be willing to embarrass yourself and and laugh it off and just say, yeah. oh, how funny is that? Just like literally the more you can laugh at yourself, the easier this is going to be. And then when you give yourself grace and and you don't put the pressure on yourself to make it the most profitable, huge thing you've ever created when this is the first, you're, you're, when this is your first time doing something like this, then you won't feel like a failure after and you'll be more motivated to actually do it again. I think the problem is so many women are comparing themselves to people who are 10 years ahead. Mm-hmm. And it's like, don't look at my Paisley Brave Reel. Just start in, in your community locally. Maybe you rent out some space, start small, get experience, put yourself out there. What is it like to promote a live event? How do you just keep updating it each time you do it? Get a testimonial uh, reel. Like, honestly, the, the biggest benefit of your first one is to get content to promote your second one. So mm-hmm. make that the focus. Make sure people had a great time so you have testimonials. And then you keep going from there, but you, you can't try to make the first one the greatest thing you've ever created, especially if you're new to building an online brand. It's like, you can't expect 6,000 people to show up for you or even 200 if you first haven't had 50 to 100 people show up for you on a virtual mm. experience. I, I'm a huge fan of... I did webinars and virtual experiences for years before Pays Be Brave even came about. I, I, I trained my audience that I'll show up for you and you show up for me virtually for fun experiences before I did live events. So I think that's also helpful too. It's it's like, be realistic in your community building. Start the podcast, start engaging with them on Instagram in the DMs, host webinars, do things that show your audience we show up for each other because expecting someone to get on a plane and show up for you is is another level of commitment. So mm-hmm. wow, okay. Time. I know you gave that to like, that I just took so much away from that personally. So like, wow, thank you for therapy session with Angie. You guys can call me anytime and I'll literally tell you everything. (laughs) No, that was so good. And I also think that's really encouraging. I know a lot of our listeners, um, like a lot of people are wanting to even start just like photography workshops or little meetups or or workshops that are in person. Even if it's like you said, it's not like a a hundred person or or 6,000 person meetup or conference or anything. I think what you just said was so helpful to somebody that's listening that wants to do anything in person where they're selling tickets to something um, is to show up like online first and to really start giving that value where they are at and building that community online before they expect somebody to, you know, get on a plane to, or in a car, you know, to go somewhere. So I think that was, that's brilliant. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, you have to be grateful for what's in front of you, right? It, it's yeah. like, if you can't be grateful for the 10 women who showed up to your first meetup and pour your heart into those 10 people, you can't really expect that you're going to get 500 then and then 5,000 or whatever your big dream is. It's almost like, 
that first meetup, it was six people. I think one of them was my mom. Like I gave it my all still. I was like, I'm here. I'm going to be present. These are humans that deserve my passion and my presence. Even if it's not the big dream that's in my head in 10 years of what I want to create, you have to start somewhere. So just give those people the love that they deserve and and show up for them like you would for 600 or or 6,000 people. Oh man. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. Do you have any advice or tips for us as hosts, like going into, I mean, I know you said like, get your endurance high, (laughs) like get ready to like be an energy bunny. That's not what it's called. Energizer bunny. Um, Close enough. We knew what you meant. I like that. (laughs) Wow. Um, But just like any, what, any tips or advice Mm -hmm. for us as we head into like hosting our first big in-person event? Oh Yeah be healthy. And what I mean by that, it's not just green smoothies and water and sleep and IVs. And you know, I'm all into wellness and biohacking and I do all the things. I'm like eating charcoal in my sauna and getting my (laughs) IVs and I do all the weird things. I'm not going to lie. I got a colonic before. I was like, okay, I need to make sure I'm feeling light and good before this experience. (laughs) You know, I don't even know what half the the world just said are. So this is the next level. It's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, just get a colonic. You'll be great. So I I definitely did all of that. But the the greatest thing you can do is is be extremely present because similar to a wedding, you guys know about this. It's like, it goes by so fast and you forget it. And it's a day where some of your favorite humans are there and it's so fun and it's so beautiful that you forget to be in the moment. And some of it's a blur to me. And I and I watched the video and I'm like, wow, that looks so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, I was there. I was there. And so you forget. And so it's almost like be so present and whatever that looks like for you guys, like literally sounds cheesy, but like grounding yourself before it in prayer or whatever that looks like for you guys. It's like, remember why you're doing this and just have so much fun and remember where you guys started. And that's going to make the experience so much more beautiful because your attendees are going to feel your presence. Mm. Again, like I said, they're going to feel how much you guys want to be there and how you want to serve. They're going to feel that more than they're going to remember your slides and things like that. So yes, be prepared. Yes, have great value. Yes, have your content ready. But also like just... It's like a wedding. Like if you show up anxious, an anxious bride isn't... Nobody wants that, you know? And it feels weird. And then the energy's off. And then you could see it in the video after, like she looks pissed, you know, it's like, you know, <laughs> Not a good look. you got to just go and don't be a bridezilla to your event, you know? Yeah, that's good. All right. That's so IVs and saunas and <laughs> taking you notes. Colonic. You need a I just, sauna. I remember Angie, when me and Andrew stayed at your house and you were like, guys, the chili pad in your bed. Like that, I was like, what? And you're like, you're like, it cools your sheets, yo. Like it is next level. Yeah. And I was like, I have never heard of such a thing. This yeah. is great. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's funny to say, and again, he's at like a totally, you know, different level, but, but even Tony Robbins, I've picked up little bits of like, okay, what does he do to prepare for his events? And I've always studied that over the years. Cause for a while he was a really big, you know, inspiration for me. And I don't think it's healthy to idolize anyone, but he was a big inspiration for me, I'll say. And I would listen to him on interviews and he would say like, I took care of my body like it was my job because I knew that my job that weekend is to bring my heart and my passion and Mm -hmm. my presence. And that's not possible if you're not sleeping, you're stressing out, you didn't outsource and get help, you're not hydrated. Like you're gonna, if you feel like poop that weekend, it changes the vibe of the entire experience. So I think you guys got that down though. You guys already are like, you've got that down. So that's a good reminder though. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Sorry. I know you're trying to listen to the show, but like, I still cannot get over the sorcery wizard magic that is pixel cut. Guys, 
like you need this. It makes creating photographics with different colored backgrounds insanely easy. And I know we said this before, but this app can remove the background from any photo. As if like that wasn't a magical enough. Pixel Cut also has so many collage templates, photo background, like like graphic templates. It has animated stories and GIF templates. And it even has shop product listing templates, which are freaking amazing if you have like a Shopify, an eBay, or an Etsy store to showcase your products on clean backgrounds. Yes. I had tested the app on a few photos and it worked insanely well, but I was still skeptical. So I was like, all right, Pixel Cut, I have a challenge for you. And I took a photo of Landon and I in a crowd at a marathon. There were dozens of people around and behind us. And yet one satisfying swipe later and bam, perfectly cut around us and left the crowd in the dust. My jaw hit the floor, guys. Like <laughs> Pixel Cut's like, hold my beer. <laughs> Like, seriously, this app has so much power behind it, and I, I can't believe we haven't been using this for years. Like, I, I we're stupid, basically, for not. But anyways. But we are starting now. <laughs> yes, exactly. We are. And you should be, too. So go download Pixel Cut from the App Store today, and our link to get there is in our show notes. Are you ready for a biz boost in 2022? Tired of feeling alone or struggling to figure out this whole entrepreneur thing by yourself? Well, great, because we have your solution. We are hosting an in-person business conference in Nashville, Tennessee on April 25th through 28th, 2022. And this isn't your traditional boring corporate-like conference either. I mean, do you even know Evie and I? (laughs) Yes, the Heart Conference is a place for creative business owners and dreamers of all kinds to come together, experience community, learn business and marketing strategies that will help you grow and scale your business all while having the friggin' best time of your life. So get ready to be empowered in your business and life so you can go out and break down every barrier that is holding you back from achieving your goals. All right, and listen to our speaker lineup. Legit. (laughs) All right, we have Jordan Lee Dooley, Paige Griffith of The Legal Page, Zim Flores, Angie Lee, as well as Lindsay and myself, and our keynote speaker, Donald Miller of freaking StoryBrand. Like, yes. Yeah. So basically, are you like ready to explode your business and build community in just three days? Because if so, it's time to learn some hardcore marketing and sales strategies that will grow your business beyond what you could ever imagine. Get paid to do what you love, speak to the heart of your ideal client, nip that feeling of loneliness in the bud, connect with a community of like-minded creative entrepreneur besties, receive over 12 hours of hardcore business education, dance your pants off at our heart dance party, and listen to seven industry leaders teach you everything they know. Yeah, it's a lot in just three days. Buzz gonna be good. (laughs) If you are ready to give your business a jumpstart in 2022 and lead in your business empowered, come join us at the Heart Conference. You can find out more at theheartuniversity.com forward slash conference. Wait, I okay, this is this actually might be solved with a microphone, but for our intimate uh photography workshops, every single time I would lose my voice, but also I'm also notorious for being like just screaming always. Um and I like think literally it was by just the talks. I think Dave it was <laughs> like the dance parties you were like screaming out like Taylor Swift. <laughs> but I'm just like, do you lose your voice? Like, how do you avoid that? Yeah, yeah. I would take honey lozenges. I was drinking tea behind stage. Okay. And you're, you're right. so excited that you don't eat a lot of food because you're not hungry because you have so much adrenaline in you, right. which isn't the best for blood sugar. Insert in all the nutrition stuff here. Like, okay, <laughs> you want to stabilize your blood sugar. But like, listen, you're having so much fun that you're forgetting to eat. But if I could go back, I would have like at least had, I don't know, I guess forced myself to eat a little bit more. But that also isn't healthy because then when it's over, literally, I remember the last few minutes I was done. We're like, woo, we had a dance party. Everyone left. And I went behind stage and I was like, oh my gosh, Clay, I haven't eaten in like three days. Like, this is crazy. (laughs) And so 
it's just the, the adrenaline dump, which is also really beautiful. It shows that you went all in in something. But also, I think you guys both have enough self-awareness to know uh, being introverted or extroverted, like how it's going to affect you being around yeah. that many people and and holding that much energy. But yeah. I think you'll know how to then maybe have hermit mode for a while after, you know, yeah. to recoup. So... <laughs> Well, Lindsay's going on sabbatical for the whole month of May. So she'll be doing great right after you are. Oh I did that semi-strategically. We wanted to take a month off this year at some point in time, and Evie does too. Um, and so Evie's yeah. going to do hers like later in the fall, and I'm doing mine in May because I was like, well, also our anniversary, me and Andrew's is on May 23rd. So it felt like the right month to do oh that. Oh my gosh, this sounds like so much fun. I can't wait to interview you guys on this because I'm like, wait, what does this mean? What does this look like? I'm very curious. I'm very curious. <laughs> well, I mean, I haven't technically done doing. it yet. But yes, but well, I mean, we've, well, we've, we've taken like it. breaks and I've taken maternity leave. But You've like, taken maternity leave. I've taken time off for like a month off for wedding and wedding planning wow. and honeymoon. That's so true. I saw that. I was so inspired by that. I was like, wow, that's so beautiful. <laughs> it's so great. It's so healthy. Right. Yeah. Because well, you, need, you need times of rest in order to like come back and like be jived up and ready to rock. Will you, will you guys not be on social media either, right? I will. I really want to like yeah. do it like, like, nope, gone by. Yeah. yeah. I love you guys, but I'll be back in June. Honestly, yeah. you're going to come back with so much creativity and passion. I feel like yeah. it's the healthiest thing. And mm-hmm. as creators, we're like, oh my gosh, 30 days feels so long without creating yeah. content because we create content all day long. But in the grand scheme of life, like 30 days, like you'll, you'll be fine, you know? <laughs> I feel like what I'm going to actually end up doing is like, because I, I don't want to be on my phone as much as possible, but I also like, I'm going to probably have so many ideas that I'll be like writing on a pen and paper. Oh, I want to do an Instagram catch up about this. Yes. Oh, this is okay. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Well, you're just going to send me pictures of the babies because, you know, I'm just obsessed. You know, I, uh, Angie's I'm, like, I can't go a month without them. Please text me. I can't. Me. <laughs> I literally wake up every day and I'm like, oh, I hope Lindsay posted Eloise. <laughs> well, I, I posted uh, today. If you, if you haven't already seen, I posted uh, their father-daughter dance that they just went to oh, last night. yeah. I literally died. I showed it to Clay oh, okay. and I was okay. like, I can't. I'm not well. <laughs> She's literally the cutest girl in the world. I'm obsessed with her. I will take her for the month if you also need to just like be off mom dude. <laughs> all right. All right. I'll take you up on that. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's okay. amazing. Angie, I want to talk a little bit, like almost pivoting out of... I, I'm sure they go together. So I don't even want know if I want to say pivoting. But can we talk a little bit about like going after a dream before you feel 100% qualified or 100% ready, like whether that's an in-person event or even for the listeners who are listening to this who maybe have no desire or a dream or idea of a conference or workshop or anything. Do you just want to speak to like, I don't know, how feeling ready is bull? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is, gosh, this is everything, right? And this is where even the concept ready is all I came from because it's like, wait, if, if I had to go back in time, what would I tell myself? And I was on a plane one day and, and this, this thought came to me and it was like, oh, I would tell myself that, you know, just being ready is like the biggest lie because we don't, like, I never had all the answers. Again, like I said, it wasn't like I was Tony Robbins and expert of events and all these things. And then I was like, okay, and now I'm going to host a live event. Same <laughs> with you guys. It's not like you're a professional podcaster and then you become a podcaster. It's not like you're this amazing photographer and then you become a photographer. It never works like that in any industry, yet we think it is going to be that way. We're like, okay, I need all the answers, all the certifications. I need to know everything before I can press publish, before I can put myself out there. And in reality, it's the complete opposite. You won't know what you want to do and you won't know how to get better or how to improve unless you start. So it's this catch-22 where it's like you kind of have to 
yes, you can grab a parachute, but you got to kind of jump because that's where you're going to find the clarity and the confidence. It's when you Mm -hmm. jump. It's not by sitting there and waiting. And then hopefully one day you have all of the answers and all of the courage. And I'll be honest, the reason I, I feel like I am pretty confident is because I've taken messy action. I've fallen on my face and I realized that I might've been embarrassed, but I didn't die. And I realized that every time I did that, I got closer to a goal and and I became more self-aware. So I didn't lose anything. I think when, I think this, the silliest thing we can do is to not move and to stand still and to not mm-hmm. try, because if you don't try, there's no lesson. So I'm just huge on starting messy, whether it is podcasting courses, events, live experiences, photography, business, posting on Instagram, and you have no idea what to post or to say, like you will learn as you go. But a lot of us, because we're human, you know, it's, it's scary to fail. It's scary to be embarrassed. But I think the more we can have a healthy relationship with being embarrassed, the better it will be. And I'm thinking of that now. And and like for a lot of moms in my community, and I'm sure you resonate with this, Lindsay, it's like, I actually think one of the greatest gifts we can teach our kids is it's okay to be embarrassed. It's okay Mm -hmm. to fail at something. That's life. And the most successful people in the world didn't know what they were doing when they started. So I'm just really passionate to remind the women listening, like, it's okay if your first podcast episode is really awkward and sucks. It's okay if your course like totally flops and only one person in your grandma sign up. Like that is the reality of a lot of businesses when they start. Mm, Yeah. Well, and everyone is only seeing the highlight reel. I mean, kind of like Evie just said earlier about the, the iceberg. It's like, that's all that social media is showing. And so we never see the hustle. We never see the, the years of failures and getting back up that, that gets people to that point. Um, and I think that's that's the beauty of it that we need to be reminded of yeah. and con- constantly like remembering that, oh, okay, I, I'm going to fail. That's going to happen. How can I get through that and, and get back up like you just said? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it is hard when literally it's called reels. We see highlight reels of... <laughs> yeah, of people. I just, that's funny. I didn't realize Yeah, that. it's kind <laughs> of like <laughs> creepy subliminal stuff going on there, right? It's like, <laughs> hmm... Interesting, but it is hard. I I deal with comparisonitis all of the time. I would say that's my that is the most difficult part of my job is thinking I'm behind. I think we all think yeah. we're behind. I think yep. you could be Sarah Blakely and you still think you're behind. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think there's a day where you wake up and you're not like, oh my gosh, I need more of something or I need to be more or do more because I'm just not enough. And so you're gonna deal with that. And I think the sooner we can be honest about that, the better. And that's why even when I post that clip of Pays to Be Brave, I'm like, darn it, there's probably a girl watching this who just started her personal brand. And she's like, man, that's cool. But like, I couldn't do that. Or I don't know, my event with two people, my meetup didn't look like that. It's like, of course it didn't. It shouldn't. That was like a $300,000 overhead, you guys. Like, I'm very honest about that. That was a lot. Like, yeah. I, you should not, nor did I have that my first meetup. I didn't, I wasn't even making that a year. Like, are you kidding? I got, you know, deep dish pizza for the DJ. Like, I <laughs> I was barely making, you know, enough to be full time. So it's like, I, I think it's healthy to be realistic about, you want to grow into that woman emotionally, financially, all of those things. No one's expecting you to put on an experience like that your first time. And I'm curious how you guys feel about this, but there's almost like this level of, I wouldn't want to take away the the middle. I, I think yeah. that's where the, 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 it's almost like where all the beautiful memories are. And it, it's like, imagine if overnight you were just given everything you wanted without any struggle or any patience. Yeah. It would be such a weird experience. You'd be like, yeah. okay, here you go. Here's all the money. Here's 5,000 people at your event. Okay, go ahead and do it. You'd be like, um, what? Like, I didn't even 
oh, that's kind of awkward. Like you didn't grow into the person you needed to become in order to do that. So it's just yeah. too fast. It would be too fast for you to even accept, I think. It's like people get famous overnight. I, I don't think it's healthy. Yeah. So I'm kind of glad that like my first event was really awkward because then I got to at least only embarrass myself in front of a few people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and one was my mom. So whatever, she didn't care. <laughs> the best. She didn't care. Yeah. Well, that I love so good. Angie, as you were just talking, I don't know if this is the weirdest analogy or the <laughs> coolest analogy. So I'm just going to share it and maybe it'll speak to one person and that'll be great. <laughs> as you were talking, I just, and like saying, like, I wouldn't want to get rid of that middle area. I had like, I just thought of the bread making process in the sense that, like, you know, there's all these raw ingredients of the flour, the milk, the, you know, whatever. And then there's the whole process of like, the rising and the kneading of the dough and like the stretching and what that actually is doing is creating the texture that comes in the loaf. Like that's what creates that fluffiness that, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's what's behind the beauty and the value of the finished loaf is that middle like waiting time, the stretching, the, you know, the loaf isn't hollow. Yeah, exactly. Or it's like not hard as a brick with no like fluffy, you know, sponge like texture to it. It's the being put on typically in like a warm environment, like rising. It's like, you don't want it to be super cold. You want it to be like a little hot, like there's a little heat there and you're just waiting like with the heat around you as you're like rising. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's that middle ground. I think you could pull up a million analogies of nature and life and different scenarios where that middle ground is actually like that value. That's what creates the beautiful finished product. And like you're saying, Angie, you can't just go from, you know, suddenly you're a bag of flour and then overnight you magically turn into a loaf of bread. Like it's the middle ground that's the beauty. (laughs) That is genius. Did you literally just think of that? Yeah. (laughs) I know. Um, I'm like, I'm sitting here like that's been in her mind this whole time and um, has not brought out into the airways until just now. No, I I literally, as Angie was talking, I don't know why. I mean, I'm trying to get into bread making. So maybe that's why it came to my head, but... I don't, that might need to be an Instagram caption now that oh I'm like, great analogy. <laughs> that is totally a caption. And honestly, share that at the event too. I think that's a beautiful analogy. And I feel like there's so many examples of that in nature, in, yeah. in, in what already is, is here and real of like nature is never, think about it. Nature never is in a rush, but it's yeah. always on time. I love that quote. It's like, we, we need to kind of be the same in business. Like be patient. You're supposed, yeah. you're supposed to go through that middle ground. You're supposed to have awkward growing pains. I always think about high school. Like I had acne and braces and like, I like wanted braces and you know, I, I wanted, like, I looked so awkward at the time and, and that's okay because it's like, you're supposed to look awkward in middle school, you know? Yeah. <laughs> if you don't, you're the kids who don't now, I just don't get. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you're supposed to like look a little weird in, in high school. It's okay. Like own it, you know, <laughs> so before good. you get to womanhood, you get to go through some embarrassing years. And I think yeah. it's what makes you strong. Yeah. Oh, oh that's I just, so true. I just, as Angie, you were like, yeah, like in nature. And I'm like, oh, literally think about a seed being put in the ground. It's dark, yeah. it's cold. There's the waiting process. And then you have to push up through the soil to become the beautiful flower. And it's the middle process that creates, okay, I'm done Oh my now. gosh. Just- <laughs> There's so many analogies that we can go from like, <laughs> basically the principle that Angie said of like, don't cut out the middle. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, this is a word. Don't cut out the middle. Wow. This is like a reel right now. You got to go make this today. This is good. Oh, it's And do it with a montage of of like, you could do one of those like vibey, like 
where there's like soft music in the background and it's like therapeutic and it's you uh, like kneading the dough. But then it's like a voiceover that's like very inspirational. And it's like, listen, y'all. Your life ironically, is not- <laughs> ironically, that's actually like on my like content. <laughs> like I've adjusted my content plan for Instagram and I want to do more reels like that. That's actually like voiceovers of like sharing my... <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, that's ironic. <laughs> yes. You have to show you in the kitchen, like kneading the dough and you're like, you are the dough, girl. You are the dough. <laughs> that also fits your like, like little house on the prairie vibes, yep. like, yes. like cottage core. Yep. Guys, today we're going to be doing... <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's so on brand. I would just be like, yes, I'm the yes. dough. Yes, I'm the dough. <laughs> You're I'm like, the- I'm feeling it. I get it. That's so great. <laughs> We're just uh, pivoting into Evie's content. Right, the like butterfly analogy here too, like the caterpillar thing. Yes. You guys know. Oh, yep. Man, we need to compile a list of these and then we'll all just like start spit firing them at the conference. Like we'll yeah. just start using these. What's also good, Evie, is like you have such a, a, I have a, just like a loud, aggressive voice, but your voice is so soft and beautiful that it would just oh, be that's a great, fair. it would be a great voiceover. Like and a, do I really? No, I'm, I'm doing an awful imitation of it, but yours is actually better than that. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. We're getting, oh, I can come out in like a, a butterfly costume. No, on the mic at the conference doing like a really inspirational, a, a soothing, like, yes. uh-huh. and then me and Angie in butterfly costumes. No, 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 no. Angie is in the butterfly costume. Yeah. Lindsay, you are in the caterpillar costume. Oh, okay, yes. <laughs> and I make up a song. I'm like, you are a caterpillar <laughs> becoming a butterfly. <laughs> I can't breathe. All of, all of our roles in this skit that we're making up are so on brand for each one of us. <laughs> the sure. our voice about all the time is our, our comedic side that needs to be expressed or else like, we just explode. Oh I know. my gosh. I'm literally crying. I have tears coming out of my eyes. <laughs> well, y'all, if you're not coming to the conference yet after that, I don't know what to tell yeah, you. <laughs> I'm bringing a song now. I'm going to write a song today. That'd be funny if you guys didn't say anything and you're like, okay, next, Angie would like to share a poem, (laughs) spoken word. And like, I'm just like screeching at the top of my lungs and people are clapping anyways because they feel bad for me. (laughs) We should, we should like hype it up though more of like, Angie's been working on something for the past 10 years. It's been a long process. She's gone through so much therapy to get to the place where she can share it. Like, like really You are a caterpillar. <laughs> into a butterfly. You're reminding me, I've shared this on the podcast before, but you're reminding me of the, please tell me you've seen Angie uh, Just Friends, the movie. Yeah, with yeah, Brian, yeah, yeah. The mom that's like, be yourself. Oh my God. Be yourself. <laughs> There's actual tears in my eyes. Same. Oh Oh my gosh. Wow. We just got off on like, what, a 10 minute? Where where were we? This is the stuff they want to hear though. This is real. This is life, (laughs) guys. This is what goes through our brain. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And we're just just like, I guess a little sneak peek of the energy (laughs) and the uh, craziness and the inspiration that you're going to get from Angie (laughs) at the conference. (laughs) You're like, I didn't know Angie Lee was a professional singer. You're like, either did we. Um, (laughs) This is her stand-up. Her dream to be a stand-up meets, uh, I guess, a singer now. So this is it. <laughs> Crushing it. We will support this, this dream, amazing. Angie. Oh, my gosh. You need a TikTok of that, of that exact sound. Oh, mm. my gosh. Okay. Is there anything else? I'm, like, totally lost our train of thought. Is there anything else we wanted to hit on? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I, that's all the questions on my list. Angie, is there anything else that you would like to share with our listeners? Any final like takeaways that you want to give them? Oh, you can man, finish so singing good. your song. 
Oh man. You know, honestly, I feel like this kind of is what it's about. And and one of my sayings that I, I love to share is it's called own your weird. And really what that means is, and you guys do this so beautifully because you're just so authentically yourselves online. You're, you're just like ruthless about it. And you're just unapologetic about it. And I think there's a level of entrepreneurship and being a creator that you have to eventually get to that point where you just are so you and, and you can't be apologetic about it, you know? And that's something I'm working on stepping even more into because it is so scary. But even how we were just obviously cracking up, like that is a part of the journey is being able to laugh at yourself. And yeah. that's one of my biggest messages that I I think I'm, I literally think God put me here to do. And, and it sounds so silly because it is silly, but I, I want to be a reminder of levity and just, you don't, you can't take this experience too seriously and mm-hmm. especially business, because if you do, it's just a long journey then. And, and when you fail, it feels harder than it is. So I think something I've done well and I want to keep working on is how can I make this more fun? How can I make this moment more playful? How can I enjoy to this? What would a kid do in this situation? Like if I mess up, I'm laughing at myself. And I think that's actually healthy. I think it's yeah. very healthy to be able to laugh at, at yourself a bit and say, okay, like it didn't work, whatever, let me try this now. And that self-deprecation in a sense is has been really healing for me as an entrepreneur. And it's allowed me to take more risks. I've realized that I'm able to be courageous because I don't take things so seriously. <laughs> so like yeah. if I went to your event and did that and nobody liked it, I, I could still love myself, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, I, still, I love that. I could still be like, you know what? It's okay. And I think that, uh, yeah, that's one of my biggest messages to close out with. I think a lot of women are like taking it very seriously. And they're like, oh man, if I'm not a six or seven figure earner, you know, by next year, I, I suck. And they're taking it so seriously that there's so much resistance. And it's like, what if you enjoyed the journey a little bit more, even just a little bit more? And I feel like as a seven, that's just, I don't know, maybe that's kind of the gift that I want to keep sharing with, with mm. people. So mm. we'll close it out with that. <laughs> Power punch. That was a mic drop moment. So thank you. That was so inspirational and just encouraging to hear yeah. you say that. Mm-hmm. And I think that just gave listeners a lot of just released permission yeah. uh, in their own life and business. So Angie, yeah. you're amazing. We love you so much. Where can everyone find you, connect with you, follow you, listen to your podcast, follow you for the song that you're going to write and post, all of it? Well, my single just launched on Spotify. (laughs) Amazing. It's called Butterfly Sourdough. Um, (laughs) If you go listen to it, um, the money goes to... No, (laughs) the proceeds go to... But um, yeah, you guys can find me at uh, Angie Lee Show on Instagram. AngieLee.com, Angie Lee Show on podcasts, uh, My Soul CBD. Yeah, that's where you guys can find me and everything that I have. Amazing. Yeah, we didn't even touch on your CBD line, but girl, it's, it's okay. I am obsessed. Genuinely. <laughs> it is it, so good. We are obsessed. It Thank is you so for good. The work that you have done to create that. God Aww, yeah. be with you. God oh. be with you. <laughs> yeah, so you gals are dealing with any anxiety or anything like that, come check us out at My Soul CBD and, uh, yeah, especially if you're feeling anxiety around business, our, our gummies are there for you. So, mm, and they are delicious. They are so good. Uh, also, you can uh, come meet Angie in person and hang out with her at the Heart Conference. That's just a selfish plug, but you yeah. truly can come and learn from her, hang out with her, connect with her, and hear and, the butterfly song in person, y'all. It, it, yes, and um, and see Lindsay in a caterpillar costume. <laughs> I'm going on Etsy tonight, and I'm going to tell you. If you don't, if those don't show up at some point, like the the dance party or something, I will be so sad. Oh, oh the dance God. party! That's actually a genius idea. Okay, I already I'm, have my I'm, event I'm, gift for you guys. It's I already I'm I'm working on this now. Now I got it. Oh my it. gosh. <laughs>
It's happening. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, Angie, thank you for giving us your time today. And we can't wait to see you at the end of April. Yay. Bye everyone.